0: What's up everyone? We're back. We the point forward podcast.
1: Ready dun, to get dun, this dun, going again. Dun dun, dun 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 The long the long pause. We're and I, I we whoever's listening, we're glad you stuck with us. And we back. And we back.
0: Okay, PJ, let's do this man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for this Alright, so we're really sorry uh, To everyone that has been listening That it's been so long Since we've done a pod We ran into some serious technical difficulties We've tried several times Oops. To get something recorded uh, It's Neither of us have been happy about it, but we're we're glad to be uh, back. It's the second of the new year. Happy New Year's to everyone. Happy late happy Christmas, new hope everyone. Year. Hope everyone had a great holiday season and uh, is ready to go back to work or school or whatever. But PJ, how was uh, how have the last few weeks been
1: for you, dude? They've been good. I mean, we're still we're still sticking strong, but it's uh, a lot's happened since uh, the in between this episode and the last one. Uh, so we're not going to obviously try to cover everything that happened a few weeks ago. We'll kind of bring it up as as needed, but just try to look at the little hiatus as a as a learning, and uh, it's only going to build us up and make us stronger.
0: I hope so. But let's let's start, PJ. We'll touch on this a little bit. I know this happened a week ago, but the Christmas Day slate was was great, especially with the Cavs and the Warriors. Just Really, like, I couldn't have expected a better game, and it was so fun. Yeah, I'm assuming you were able to watch all of that. I don't know if you were able to catch any of the other games on, on Christmas Day.
1: Oh, we watched all of them uh, every last minute <laughs> of good. it. Uh, had to do some, some combating with the, the relatives because my – I think I've mentioned before, my family isn't, like, huge in the NBA. But, like, so it was, like, a, a, when – 3.30 rolled around. There was like an NFL game, one of the NFL games. There's, luckily, there weren't many NFL games, but I uh, had to kind of do some jockeying to, to keep watching the Cavs and Warriors, but you know what's great about the uh, current world we live in? I can just you know throw it up on my phone or my computer and uh, still continue watching but it, but was, it was a dope game. It was the best present uh, I think I received for for that day. Yeah,
0: so I always have the issue of trying to get the games on TV because my parents like trying to put on 24 hours of Christmas Story and trying to Netflix fireplaces on the TV and stuff. Oh, and yeah, dude, yeah. I'm having to I'm having to just trying to box out my parents for the for the remote and get a game on. So it's always tough. I was able to watch the Cavs Warriors game and I was able to watch a lot of the Timberwolves-OKC game at night, and I caught as much of the, of the uh, Celtics and Knicks game. Or Which ce- that yeah, one Celtics was probably Knicks my game. number.
1: So rank them. Rank them as far as one through through five, what you thought for the, the slate of games. Well,
0: so one was unquestionably Cavs versus Warriors. Yep. Two was Celtics versus Knicks. Yep. And then we had... We had Bulls, Spurs, we had. Uh, Thunder. Thunder, Timberwolves, and then what's the other one I'm
1: forgetting? Um, what's the fifth one? Well, that's five, right? That's four. Uh oh. What was the fifth one? Uh, I don't know, man. Oh. No. See, well, we're resting. Let's not, let's
0: not dwell on that. I'm like, I mean, those I, four games. Whatever like, that one was, was four. The Bulls, the four. Bulls game. The Bulls was, game was the worst yeah. because it was over five minutes into it. The Spurs just started out on fire. Oh, they were Clippers up 15 Lakers. before I even knew it.
1: Clippers Lakers. That was four. Um, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch that any. Was, of. That was the one I didn't watch. That but li-
0: that was that was the fifth one, and that was uh, that was four. Uh, third was probably uh, T Wolves OKC. Just because you got to watch Russ just do stupid things the entire second half, but. I was being a Rules uh, fan. I was not a huge fan of what was going on, but the Timberwolves jerseys were awesome. I wish that they would rock those, or kind of rebrand their current jerseys to look more like that because they're fucking sweet. But,
1: I um, anyway. Yeah, it was pretty. Russ was pretty lit with that, and like I think, what I've noticed <laughs> that I don't know how they're going to be able to stop it. Like anyone. Is the Stephen Adams Russell Westbrook pick and roll, and just resulting in like a dope Russell Westbrook pass, and then Stephen Adams literally just like tomahawking, just like full on force throwing a basketball through the hoop. Might be my new favorite offensive play.
0: Yeah, Stephen Adams is—he's not exactly got a really diverse offensive repertoire, but he has got a little floater in the lane that he can get going, and he's like is not afraid to throw down on anybody he's he's fun to watch if if russ had some more three-point shooting step around him and what he'd be able to do and sabonis has been all right and dude, is healthy. he can shoot but he can shoot but
1: sabonis is nice dude i i was high on that dude to begin with but no i just i was talking about specifically just like that pick and roll thing that they've started doing like a lot and it's just like they've for right now, it's like their go-to bread and butter. Well, yeah, play. if you get if you can get Russell Westbrook so full
0: steam towards the basket, then good things happen.
1: Because they were doing it, like even I watched the Miami game that was two nights after that, and it was like a just a replay of the same thing. Just it was it's perfect. They just like the two of them have figured that out so well. It's uh, but I was I was the only thing that. Christmas Day needed was that Russell needed to get a triple double that night. He was awfully damn close, but then he followed it up with that Miami. He almost had a triple double in the first half. So,
0: <laughs> well, he puts up triple doubles in three quarters, pretty effortlessly at this point. But we'll we'll talk some more about Russ here in a little bit. Let's get into so since we since over the last month since we've been able to do a pod and we had kind of touched on in a previous pod, this being the year of the individual performance in the NBA and the last couple weeks have embodied that a hundred percent, uh, James Harden and the Rockets just in general, they're, they're third in the West. They're playing great, especially with the Clippers falling off and hitting getting kind of a case of the injury bug yet again. Uh, James Harden is just like completely wrecking shit. And two nights ago just went off against the Knicks.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the box score that he put up was was I don't think you can make that up in a video game. It's like dumb. if you if you rolled up on two K right now, I would I would put down hundred dollars to say you could not get a stat line close to what what James like the game I don't think would allow it to happen. They're just no, like they don't have stat, the framework.
0: That is a stat line that you put up when you're playing six minute quarters in the regular season of a franchise and then you Extend those numbers uh, out to for a 48 minute game. That's what that. those numbers are. Yeah, like,
1: you're not if you're doing the uh, you're doing the uh, the auto like, yeah, adjustment for 12 minutes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how you're getting those numbers. And he just, I mean, granted, he did an overtime. I didn't see what his numbers were at the end of regulation, but it doesn't matter. He probably, yeah. probably had 45, 12, and 12 at the end of the game. You know, yeah, it's he's not first... like.
1: First ever player to have 50, 15, and 15. (laughs) at least. Oh, boy. Do you want to, I mean, like, just so everyone, like, yeah. So he finished 53 points, shot 53% from the field, uh, made 16 of 18 free throws, 16 rebounds, 17 assists, shot 56, not made nine threes, shot 56% from three-pointer. Holy F. Like that is, I didn't get to watch yeah, you, it till the morning. I like watch it. I obviously it was New Year's Eve, so I didn't really get to catch it. But I like saw on my phone, and I I literally thought I just had had one too many uh, beverages, which I did. But <laughs> I thought directly was influencing my ability to like comprehend what the hell James just did.
0: Well, and I don't know which is more impressive, like. I mean, he, his numbers this season are just off the charts. It's kind of getting buried just because of everything that Russ, Russ is doing. But he's wow. averaging 28 points and 12 assists a game. I mean, yeah. that is that's unbelievable. And he's uh, – I mean, granted, I will give him some credit. Or I, I mean, I w- kind of a caveat on that is like, Russ is putting up slightly higher numbers than he is, and he's doing it with, I would argue – not a, straight a supporting cast exactly uh but james harden is you know ch- giving mike d'antoni a ton of credit he all right i'm gonna take james harden i'm gonna put the ball in his hands every play i'm gonna have patrick beverly play off ball shoot three these i'm gonna sign two shooters and they have panned out like eric, eric gordon has been really good for them um montress harrell off the bench he had 29 the other day he's like come alive and then they have sam decker who's been a nice little you know He's been developing for years. Oh, what God. I mean, that's always going to be the worst, but I'll always remember that one. Yeah. Uh, you can't everyone check that. out. Also, the NBA came out with a 2016 blooper reel that if, if you haven't watched it, you yeah. can go YouTube that immediately. It's worth your time. But, uh, yeah, I I'm, I want to watch more of the Rockets. I want to see what this team will look like in the playoffs and, and, and see if they can keep this. Yeah, they've been winning a ton of games. I don't know if they'll win at this clip the rest of
1: the way, but... Yeah, so, I mean, could. I uh, I did want to ask you, so, when you look at... So, I mean, we're obviously... This segment, we're kind of just talking about the year of the individual, but just the Rockets throwing them into a playoff. I mean, do you think they have a spot where you you could see them a certain path that they at least got to a Western Conference final? I mean, I would assume it would be against the, the Warriors, but... Um, do you? I, I guess just what, what are your thoughts on them being able to actually put that together? Because I don't think we've talked about that quite yet.
0: Well, so what you're, what? the question really is then is can they beat the Spurs in a seven-game series? Because that's probably yep. who they're going to play in the right. second round. Yeah, I think that whoever they would get, the bottom half of the West just really isn't that great. So they could realistically be playing not a you know they could play like a Portland or someone like that in the first round and the way that Portland's been playing I think they win that series pretty easily um, yeah so can, can they beat the Spurs I wouldn't have told you that I thought that they could beat the Clippers a few years ago and I think that this version of the Rockets is better than that team was <sighs>
1: Uh huh.
0: I don't I, mean, I think if they play I think if they play the Spurs I think they lose I think they lose in six or seven games
1: yeah, I guess. Uh,
0: cool. You put you stick Kawhi on James Harden. Yeah,
1: that's what I was gonna I, say. Like, yeah, I just, I just that created a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, my only defense that would is that just that James can create a lot of offense for other guys too. But um, yeah, that's like the, I've been going back and forth on if I think the Rockets could beat the Spurs, and I'm. I like to think. Yes. <laughs> like, it would be cool just, like, for that series and everything. But I'm still not. Well, it would not- be great
0: just for, like, it's a huge – it's kind of an issue that – ever like, it's kind of a foregone conclusion in the NBA of who's going to be in the finals and, and what's going to happen at the end of the playoffs. But it would be really great if at least leading up to the conference finals that we had some – you know, we had something that kind of shook things up a little bit. So I'd be, you know, I, I don't think the Spurs are really that fun. They play really, really good basketball. They're not the most fun team in the world to watch. I'd love to see the Rockets pull off that upset.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's it, West is really interesting, and we should really dive into that maybe as it gets a little bit farther. But I mean, we're we're over the third third of the way through the season, but it's the the teams that are kind of these established teams, these units that have played together for the most part, uh, for the last three years, they have these established cores. Those are the teams that are, it's like those seven, and then there's there's every, all those other up and coming. So uh, just looking at the West this year, it is, it's definitely very interesting to kind of see, whereas in years past, it's been very, sp- spread out i think but the it's very top heavy this year which is the the and the just difference in wins right
0: but let's um let's move on from james harden and the rockets here p let's uh and talk about another guy that went off the same night that james harden did the other day isaiah thomas and the celtics they're third in the west isaiah thomas is at is fifth in the nba and scoring has been just scoring at a super high clip the last few weeks uh, hit 9 of 13 threes the other night and dropped 52 points against the Miami Heat uh, you know he's been such a surprise this year he's getting to the line 9 times you think a guy that's 5'8 is going to get to the line 9 times I mean I think that he's single handedly keeping the Celtics towards the, you know, the upper tier of the Eastern Conference
1: yeah I mean he is uh, for how the Celtics are kind of put together this year and he's he's their one playmaker uh that they've got they've got some really solid solid players but like offensively dealing to being able to create his own offense and get a look up for himself without playing off anyone else like Isaiah Thomas is that that dude and yeah I mean him going off like that is still just absolutely nuts like those that is um extremely impressive. I've yet to get to... I only got to see some of the fourth quarter of that. I have to go back and kind of see a little bit more of it, but obviously the fourth quarter <laughs> for him was the kind of the the prime time piece of that game that you wanted to watch, because it was, it was impressive. I think he had,
0: like... I think he had 27. Yeah, he 27
1: in the four. Like, a crazy, crazy quarter. Um, it just is kind of... The, the only, like just cynical side of it or if you want to be the on, on that part of it it's just like it had to be against the Miami heat that's uh <laughs> like they had to do that I mean the rest of the Celtics just couldn't do anything so at that point he was kind of forced to to take it take it on his own uh because you look at his numbers compared to them the rest of the team it was they were they were gonna go as far as Isaiah Thomas wanted them to go but that's the kind of stuff I, I just absolutely love, though. From the, if it, it's not even the star, but like the best player on on any team, where it's just, hey, I don't, we're not losing this effing game type stuff. Uh, that's kind of the the thing I like to see out of out of guys to be able to say like, oh, this this dude's legit, or is this guy just kind of like a good player on a bad team? The the kind well, of differentiator think- is like in those these games, is, is that dude. A kind of guy that says, "Hey, we're not losing this effing game. I need four other dudes that are coming with me, and let's win it."
0: Yeah, the, the demeanor of superstars is a very interesting thing. It's one of my favorite things to pay attention to when it comes to NBA because Isaiah is one of those guys that I feel like he goes out of there, out to every game with kind of a chip on his shoulder, and is yeah. just not taking <laughs> shit from yeah. anybody. And I Ultimate love that chip on
1: the shoulder, dude. You
0: know, he's not it's not to the intensity that Russ takes it, but he's uh, he's gonna be going for a W every night. I mean he's dude, he just he's I think that his game is different when I think Russ, he's like he'll go like he'll fucking throw down on
1: you. But yeah, I mean,
0: Isaiah is just a little more finesse, he's gonna get in the lane, right. he's gonna get floaters, he's gonna shoot up he's a lot better from the perimeter, that's for sure. It's just He's a very interesting guy because, I mean, the Celtics are going to be a a team to watch, and this is not new news with all the picks that they have, the fact that they're really under the cap, and Isaiah's on such a cap-friendly contract right now. Mm -hmm. like They've really got to be pushing to make a move in the next season, the next two seasons max, like at some point at the very latest during the season next year because
1: Mm -hmm. um, you you hope he signs someone. I think it's that... I think it's got to be at this deadline or it's the off season for the the Celtics on that I think if they like, go into next season and they're still they have all this and they like, they still haven't put some sort of move out there. They haven't acquired someone with all those assets. It's kind of like they're going to they're they're going to start to not be able to retain or, or get back the full value for all that. That they have, well, but it's you don't want to. It's you get kind of one shot at it too, so it's it's not an easy I, thing to say, like, just yeah, just make a move. Yep, and I, I mean, I
0: like the I'm, um, I think it was great for the franchise to sign out Horford. I think that you want him as your five, though, right? Like, all of this, yep. I don't want to dive into the Celtics going after Boogie because that conversation's been had before, but. Why would you want to pair those two together? I think Al Horford's a yeah, yeah. five, and then you go—you know, you could get a four that's a more traditional power forward, but you don't want you don't want Boogie and Al Horford on the court at the same time. You can't play both those guys in crunch time, I don't think.
1: No. But anyway, I,
0: I, I, yeah, we, we'll be we'll very in really interesting yeah. to see what the Celtics do, and I think that they they need—I mean, they just need if they want to make it run at a championship they needed another superstar they have a great supporting cast they have picks to make that even better it's just they gotta get a big name guy maybe they'll be able to sign one maybe they gotta trade for one but I don't know where that really like who is going to be that guy because I don't think it's Boogie
1: no and honestly like I like the idea of them like going after uh, Kevin Love before like I mean that's not going to happen anymore. But when there no. was kind of that, I thought that was a really sensible kind of way to both teams get better type of type of move at, at one point. But I think Kevin Love's figured it out with Cleveland, obviously. So um, that, but like that type of dude, I think is is would be the kind of you want to stretch for. I think with the Celtics uh, more than anything with with how Al Al plays. But I mean. You also look at this upcoming draft class and those picks. Like that second superstar might just be a the guy they draft.
0: Yep. And, and Jalen Brown has been a nice little piece to them. His game offensively, he's got a lot to figure out. Um, yeah. But I like yep. him. I mean, who knows what he'll turn into? But let's uh, let's yeah. keep things moving, Peach, because there are a lot of other superstars I'd like to talk about. <clears throat> Another mm-hmm. one that we kind of touched on is Russ. I don't think we need to talk about Russell a ton, but he's he stills averaging a triple double. He had a rough yeah. game last week against the Grizzlies. They're kind of a tough matchup, um, but in general, he continues to just completely tear shit up.
1: Yeah. Um, and what else can be say? <laughs> well, no, it's just it's the continuous of like yeah, he's at a triple double right now. Does it does it continue? And yeah, I think it, I think there's a good shot, a buyer. and it will be. Yeah, I'm kind of. I was a little more hesitant at first, but the fact he's got 15 triple doubles now already, like, I'm, uh, I think it's going to be tough to (laughs) maybe have that, that stop. But I'm, uh, I'm interested to see. uh, I think it'll be down to him and James at this point already. I think it's right now become a two way MVP race between those two guys. And I, uh, I do wonder. You know, when looking looking at it, what what they do in the playoffs though, and uh, I mean, they they need to make a move somewhere to get some shooting. Uh, I've been I've been kind of oh, hating Ru- on how just Rudy Gay oh, has go, been go. the name that's thrown out a lot. Yeah, which makes sense. I I want I know you're, to uh,
0: you're not you're not on the Rudy Gay bandwagon no. at all. But
1: I mean, I think, I think Wilson uh, Chandler would be. Which we've off off the show. I was floating that idea out there. Is that Wilson Chandler with the would be? I think a little bit more of a, a better fit with what the what the Thunder like to do. But like they just, I, I agree with
0: that. I just don't think that that trade works out. I don't yeah, know what I don't know the what part. the Nuggets are getting in that trade that makes them yeah. do it.
1: Exactly. No, that's the, that's the side of it that I'm still trying to figure out, and uh, hopefully a few more hours on the trade machine I can uh, come up with that answer. But I almost think at this point it looks like it would be like a three-team trade you would need to maybe pull off to make it work. Well, that's your
0: homework between this pod and the next one, which will be a much smaller time period, I promise, than the yeah. last one of this one is for you to figure out what trade happens there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. But, uh, to moving on to, uh, a guy that's really been busy, um, just as far (laughs) as being in the news is, uh, and we talked about, talked about him a little bit already is boogie. Uh, I think that he may be the most talked about dude on the, on the point forward pod thus far. And, uh, it's the nine episode existence but boogie uh, <laughs> boogie had the whole incident with the trailblazers and spitting out a mouth guard and yeah. uh, gets a technical gets rescinded and he's uh, <laughs> getting in ass slap fights with Joel and bead in the middle of games. <laughs> it's ridiculous and Not getting you know a, I just
1: giving us ass slap fights yes a, that's like my us. favorite yeah right now it's really good
0: it is uh <laughs> it's pretty awesome it like i might send it uh, to you after
1: every pod as like a good good pod man just right after we're done it's so funny
0: please do i wish if there was a way i mean i love our logo if we could every now and then have our logo just be this gif and you could see that i, I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to it uh but yeah he uh you know the with the west not being super deep this year. The Kings are actually sitting in the 8th seed right now. Um, as yeah, the 8th seed right now. Yep. Boogie continues to put up great numbers. Uh, it's just the trade talks keep, just keep coming and coming. But I don't... like. I said at the beginning of the season I thought that this was... that he was going to be traded. I no longer do. I just don't... I don't think it happens. I think he's... he's cr- So many red flags have come up for him that, that he's just going to be impossible to move at this point. Plus, you're only getting the rest of this season and next season and then who knows if he's even going to stay
1: yeah um i mean the new cba makes it interesting because he now has that like extension yeah and there's a lot of money he'd be walking away from if he truly didn't want to be a king uh but yeah i mean if i were the kings i'm looking to move them it looks like they're trying to maybe move uh costa Kufus first. Uh, The Rockets, right? Yeah, possibly the Rockets, uh, which would be an interesting little little trade there that we can, you know, if it gets some legs on it, talk about at a later time. But, no, I mean, I think there, yeah, just kind of with how Boogie's behaved in a little bit, I think it's hurt his value a little bit. I uh, have been, I've I've kind of had stuck this flagpole on the ground for a little while, and my belief with Boogie is, like, that dude just is, I think, a pretty competitive guy. And kind of being in this the situation he is in in Sacramento, it doesn't really help him stay focused necessarily. I think he needs to be very... I mean, I think if he was on a playoff contender, I think he would behave and hold himself a lot differently than he does on the, the Kings where it's kind of he's the centerpiece. There's There's not... He doesn't have a number two that... He he can go to and it's like all right you and me man it's kind of him and the bag of bums that they've unfortunately given him to play with. Yeah, I I don't know.
0: I think that if I'm Sacramento,
1: I'd try to. I, I, would, him. I
0: would trade him. I'd move him. And you, I think at some point you got to get a competent point guard in there. I don't think Ty Lawson and Darren Collison yeah. are really going to do it for you. Or you know, you get a shit ton of draft picks, and that's um, what you be. And I think I, I don't think George, or I don't think uh, Brad Stevens wants boogie. I don't think he wants to touch. Him yeah. With, uh,
1: yeah. Hunter that's kind of what I think, too. But
0: I think the Nuggets make sense. I think the Nuggets makes a ton of sense because it's a small market. They're going to they're not going to be able to sign many teams or a great player in free agency. Uh, and they have a ton of assets as picks as well as wing players um, I don't know if flipping Moody would really work. So I don't know what they do for point guard in the interim, but uh, who knows? I, I just hope Boogie. I, I I truly believe if he got into a, a really well run NBA organization, he can succeed and he'll. You know his. I'm not saying his personality is just going to like go away, but I think that the troubles that you're seeing with him diminish.
1: I think it's yeah, the Kings. it's just kind of. Yeah, know. I think it's a Kings problem more than anything with him. Uh, he's, like, I always just think of it like if you were, and I always, like, when I look at him play sometimes, he looks bored at some of the time. Like, he reminds me so much of, like, if you looked at a middle school game or even a, like, freshman high school basketball team, like, and there's just that one kid that's significantly better than everyone else, like, they they turn it on and off so much and it's it's tough to ask a person to just be like laser focused and intense and just like when, when you're just surrounded by lesser talent on your team or if you're play you know not to say he's playing against lesser talent but like he's playing with some very average basketball players that he's having to do a lot and i don't blame the guy for just being like is it worth it for this team that has done nothing really great for me in my career. Like, I'm being successful despite them. And that's, like, not something you ever want for uh, your superstar to feel. But, like, that's just, that's what Boogie's in. And I, I think sometimes these outbursts and stuff, that's just, he's an emotional guy. He's an intense dude. Uh, I, I'll, I'll continue to support him until I, I see him in a different setting, though, because I just think he's his kind of actions and his behavior is more of a byproduct of, you know, what, he, who he's around and like the, kind of, what he thinks of his organization. If he respected the GM, I mean, if he, if he just respected the Kings organization and wanted to do everything he could for them and be an advocate for him, I think it'd be different. Uh, but, I mean, he's a difficult guy too. Like, even Cal, Cal Parry said, like, you know, he needs a certain type of environment around him to succeed and I think, yeah, if you're an organization trading for them, you need to be confident in that you have an established identity. You have an established kind of focus and, and points of, of emphasis and how, how you expect, uh, you know, have a standard for how you expect your players to, to behave. I think going into something like that it is the, like you had said, the perfect kind of situation for Boogie.
0: Well, let's hope it actually happens this year let's talk about the bulls killer pj uh
1: the bulls killer in my also
0: known as the greek freak
1: also known as my freak Giannis, your dude my favorite human being yeah so
0: the bulls uh kicked the living crap out of the or the the bucks kicked the crap out of the bulls again um third time (laughs) third time it's been ugly every time it's been over early every time Giannis is putting up a monster season. 24 9 6. He's the only player in the NBA that's in the top 5 in both steals and blocks. He put up 35 9 rebounds, 7 assists and 7 blocks against the Bulls. Um he's a uh, he's a superstar, man. He's not yep. progressing to be a superstar, he is an NBA superstar today.
1: Yeah, and it's awesome.
0: It's so great to watch him.
1: Yeah, he's uh yeah, I mean, just everyone that, that starts joining the Giannis party, just, uh, you're welcome. We'll, uh, we've got plenty of tables open and, uh, we'll, we'll enjoy your company. But he is, uh, he's really put together so many things. And it's just, I think the the fact they're just giving him the ball and they've made him the, the point forward. Uh, <laughs> uh oh, the point forward. The point forward. Uh, I think just, and I, I've said this before too, is just it, they're allowing him so much freedom as far as what he needs to do and, and how he wants to play. But it's like physically there's no, I mean, there's no comparison to what he's able to do, how he's able to play the speed. Uh, the donkey had the, I mean, his ability to get that. And I don't know if you, you were able to see it, but um, anyone that wants to just look at a, Great, great basketball player and just know that I like was smirking the entire time, even as he was beating the crap out of my favorite team, was him stealing the ball from MCW. And just his literally reaching the arm out, reaching the arm out, and then like he he dunked from the free throw line though. He like absolutely like took off from the free throw line and had his arm there and like (laughs) like the step was like then he just reached his arm out. Like he every time he dunks it reminds me of the Michael Jordan Space Jam almost because he's just so long and, and quick. And uh, the Bucks have really uh, found a nice identity. And I think this is kind of what a lot of people thought they were going to do last year. But I think, you know, the fact that Jabari was coming off an ACL and, you know, how they've used Greg Monroe this year has been a nice kind of compromise to him not really fitting what I think they're ultimately going to look like as a team and offensively how they want to score the ball but uh, they just they're a big long athletic team and you have the king of long you know big and athletic guys and Giannis but uh, they're an absolute matchup headache and when they're playing the probably least athletic uh, the team that predominantly tries to score below the rim. They don't have any above-the-rim guys in the Bulls. Like, they are just – and I, like, just realized it uh, watching the game on Saturday. I was like, this is going to be life for the next, like, five – you know, until something dramatic hap- changes on the Bulls. But, like, Jimmy can't do much against that. Like, that – they neutralize Jimmy so much. Uh, yeah, it's, and- a, it's not a great matchup.
0: Uh, wow. do you, what else is great about this? The whole situation with the Bucks—they signed him to a hundred million dollar extension over four years, which is as a bargain for him. Like, I, I'm not—I haven't looked at what he could have potentially signed, um, but he could have waited until the CBA passed. I think he could have gotten thirty percent of the cap.
1: Yeah. Which, no. if he would
0: have waited, it would have been—it would have been north of twenty-five million dollars a year. That's for sure so that's a great contract they lock him in four more years the bucks just need to hold on to him he's their franchise savior jabari is like they have their one and two option right now yep. they just need yep. one guy they just need one guy and they had their supporting cast is pretty good and they you know you get lucky one or two more times later in the draft and and they could be they could be scary yeah.
1: in the east they need a uh what they need is a, a nice rim protector really more than anything and like a shoot I mean I think Chris Middleton you could I would say is like that shooter for them yeah uh, but I, I think they need a yeah, more maybe, of athletic. Maybe,
0: maybe they maybe they have their one through three now <laughs> I mean that's scary I mean the, everyone I forget
1: about Chris Middleton but yeah they I might mean, have he, their options I mean I like Brogdon a lot we've said that before too talked about our feelings on him as a, a prospect uh, I yeah I think that like the big thing they need is a rim protector. And I mean, I would like it if, yeah, if, if somehow you got Chris Middleton to be your four, your fourth best you know scoring option or something, you had like one more guy. Just a, I, what they really need more than anything is just that secondary playmaker in, in some way, someone that can uh, distribute and, and kind of if when Giannis isn't on the court, someone that could fill in and, and continue that role. I, uh...
0: I think the next jersey I'm going to get is going to be a Giannis jersey.
1: Is it? You I think, think it? so. He's, I've got. Oh, he's the man. I dude, I got two of them. It? I got two of them hanging up. You there. do? It's so pretty. You got the yeah. green and the white. I got their yeah their old their old green one before they switched, and then I've got the uh, okay. I've got the fear the deer Giannis, and I've got a a. Uh, white away jabari also i've been uh the bucks are my i mean the bucks are my second favorite team uh just i mean all because of Giannis, but i mean Jabari's is my dude as well yeah uh, they're uh but yeah they're just gonna give the Bulls so much crap like they're and uh yeah, that part oh, kind of sucks
0: <laughs> quick sidebar what did you think of so full disclosure big reason you like why you like jabari he's from chicago He went to Duke, and Duke got the shit kicked out of him. Also, we should talk about Grayson Allen for a second, because for those who didn't see it, Grayson Allen is currently not playing. He got stripped of his captain title. He is just he tripped another player for the third time. I forget against who. Uh,
1: It was against. it was uh,
0: some stupid ass team. That's yeah. who it was against. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter, and he just gets pissed off and has a panic attack on the sideline. Dude, and, freaks uh, out absolutely. Freaks yeah, a complete, out. a complete ten- temper tantrum. Yeah, and uh, he's not playing. And Duke just got murked yesterday, right? I think them and UNC both
1: lost when they were both in the top ten. First time, the first since time in a long time since 1989. So we were have not been alive. The last time it happened, uh, boy, yeah, uh, not a good, not a good look for Grayson. I, I mean, I, I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I mean, I, <laughs> I I'm like. One, all right, first off, I'm totally all right with that dude just being like mf'er and just being that way. Just being
0: the next in line for hated Duke basketball players, you mean?
1: Well, yeah, but like some of those dudes just got the thing. Like, I think he might be the, legitimately well, the he's, first since Christian Leitner that actually has all the traits that everyone has pushed on actually, all the other dude
0: guys. He's actually an asshole.
1: Yeah, so I mean, saying. so is Christian Leitner. Yeah, but like right. the actual. Everyone like, else
0: is him more him. of. Everyone else is more of just like a perceived asshole. Grace I mean, J-
1: J.J. was, but jj also i think just kind of like took on some of that too just because he was like well this is what these people are like expecting of me i'm kind of this way but like i'm just gonna play it up and just that's who i am yeah, uh so, so i mean but like people do that's like shire and some of the other like singler yeah singler call, like is Paul the one that comes is, to mind yeah all those guys like, those i like they weren't the like actually the, the those type of people it's just like people pushed that perception onto them because they were the best player on duke and they're like you said the next white guy in line to be the hated guy from duke uh yeah grayson totally i mean suspending him but like i, I was saying the minute it happened uh you know i i think it's it's a nice little move by coach k he's uh We're going to keep a standard here, Uh, but he uh, I have a feeling when they play Florida State and Louisville, they play them in two weeks. I feel like Grayson's going to be back for that. I didn't think they were going (laughs) to necessarily need him in the ACC opener, but uh, (laughs) they might now. He might come back sooner than that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Coach K
0: is like, oh boy, (laughs) maybe this is a mistake.
1: But, I mean, they're very talented. They're super young. But, I mean, like, they do need – I mean, a lot of what they do is, is around Grayson. So, I mean, he is uh, the center point of their offense. And they've – their three uh, freshmen they've brought you – know, yeah. those three guys are still figuring out Harry Giles is just starting to play again. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, damn, Grayson. When he did it, I was just was like, oh. And the, honestly, like, the thing I was. I'm not I wasn't even mad out that he did, it. Loud when he did it.
0: I was I like, wasn't even saw the video.
1: And the other out well, loud. well, the other thing is. So, last few points on this, and we can move on. But, like. So, one, the other ones he did were, like, the, a lot less blatant. And it was kind of like, oh, did he mean to? It was just. It's like what we always talk about with Draymond. <laughs> this one was just straight up, like.
0: Oh!
1: I did it. My dude beat me, and I'm just, like, <laughs> swinging my leg out. But I was honestly, like, more upset, not that he did it, but, like, how he acted after. Like, he just had this complete meltdown, I was like, dude, like, F it. Like, you did it, just be like, shit, like, yeah, I did it, like, my bad, like, whatever. But, like, no, he, like, just threw a tantrum, like you said, and just freaked out, and I was like, oh, you're just looking like a giant baby, like... Yeah, exactly. He looks Looks like a twelve year old that got sat
0: because he picked fights with a bunch of kids when they were playing YMCA basketball when they're younger, and he's just doing that in the middle of an of a Duke basketball game. Anyway, I try to. I want to talk about that. Let's go back to some Bulls talk because Rajon yeah, Rondo. Yeah.
1: Speaking of is other, not playing. <laughs> yeah, speaking of other guys that have uh, been known to have an emotional. <laughs>
0: Oh, and a lack, and a lack of uh, great individual performance. Rajon Rondo, he played a few minutes of their game against Indiana a few days ago, and then was benched by Hoiberg. He did not play against the Bucks. Uh, He's not going to play today. PJ, you, you're 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 a little more in tune with with the Bulls and everything that's going on there, and you have a uh, you're very much so emotionally invested in Fred. So, w- what are your <laughs> thoughts
1: on this? Where do they go from here? Uh. So, I mean, yeah, just, like, what's coming out about it. So, they've even said for the game tonight against Hornets, Dub's going to start. and Grant's going to be the backup. Uh, but Rondo has played terrible. <laughs> he's uh, been – his plus-minus, uh, so that you mentioned that, Indiana. In the 11 minutes he played in that game, it was a minus, like, 28 or something. Oh, my God. Uh, so, he's just looked bad. Uh, he's – like, the, the – so he's obviously, I think, still talented. Uh, the two perceptions, though, that of him, you know, it's like, oh, he's a good defensive point guard. He's not. MCW is playing better defense, is pushing the ball the way that Hoiberg wants it to be pushed. Uh, and Rondo started out doing it. But then, I mean, the problem we have with Rondo is he thinks he knows more than everyone else. Like, he thinks he's the smartest guy on the court, on the team. And he's going to play how he wants to, and he's very much so the, uh, the give me the assist, like when he passes you the ball, he expects you to shoot it type of thing. Uh, and that just isn't gelling, and a lot of the concerns people have had with the signing and, and when it kind of first came out was a lot of what we've been seeing the last few weeks. The Bulls obviously have not played well either. Um, they've had a really a difficult time scoring, the last two weeks. Um, and, and you can, if, if Rondo's the scapegoat, whatever it is, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad Fred did it. It was the the right move. It was the move he needed to make. He's handled it well. Um, Rondo had a meeting on Saturday with, or yesterday with, uh, John Pax and Gar Foreman. Kind of the the thing is, he Rondo has stated he was going to, uh, he's going to continue work, you know, earn back his spot. But he also said, you know, if I'm not playing when it comes to February, that he'd like to be moved. Uh, and I think ultimately they they signed him to a one-and-one, one, basically. They have a team option for next year. I don't think they were ever really going to use it. I think he was a stopgap. And I know they were really high on MC Dub, and he'd been hurt. Uh, so it's, uh, it's an interesting situation, but he isn't necessarily the point guard that works in Fred's system and and michael carter williams so far has played defense and he's run the offense in his short week back stint better than what rondo's done but you know i don't know if he's even necessarily the the perfect option but he's, he's no. the best option fred's got right now and uh, let me answer that he
0: is not the perfect option <laughs>
1: but yeah he's
0: i think he fits i think he's probably a better solution than rondo at this point yeah. rondo can be toxic
1: and, and like you said, it's so far not playing well. So far, you know, to Rondo's credit, everyone is at least saying, like, he's been nothing but professional about it. Uh, Fred said that. Paxson, Garvin Vorman have said that as well. Uh, so you... That's good. I mean, like, I think he has to be. I think uh, if he wants to continue to have a career, he's got to kind of put on this face, even if he, yep. you know, behind closed doors is just absolutely furious, but um you know they need them to play a certain way on this team that is uh lacking playmakers and uh you know right now it's having like their their fourth quarter lineup and you saw it kind of leading up like ronda wasn't playing in the fourth they were and they've kind of fred's been working with this fourth quarter lineup a lot the last couple weeks since they've struggled and it's uh but I'm, I'm just glad that Fred made the move. It was the right move. Uh, you know, people were starting to get a little critical of him just being afraid of Rondo or not you know, having the, the, the balls, basically, to the to The testicular fortitude. The testicular fortitude, yeah. And I like I really honestly, like, nothing gets me more pissed than when people say that about Fred because I was like, he's a smart basketball guy. He knows. It's like he's just trying. I mean, but in, in a league where the stars and you know your top players do still drive it i mean he's these are delicate situations especially with a guy like rondo you you don't want to lose him mentally because you know you don't know next next game jerry and grant or michael Carr michael Carr williams could re-injure his wrist or you know you never know what happens and you need that next guy still focused and involved uh and i i think it might hopefully it's a a wake-up call and you know, Rondo can get back in. I mean, I personally think if he was coming off the bench as a second, with the second unit, he could help them more. Uh, just because you'd have guys, a shooter like Doug and, and Nicola available for him to u- utilize and get the ball to, and they're they're not going to dribble. They're gonna, you know, if he sees them, he's gonna get them to just take those shots, and that's kind of what he wants. He he's all about just getting his assists and his numbers, so.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I agree that he'd fit better on the second unit. I don't think he's a bull a month from now. Yeah, but and I—I I mean, that's speculation. I just don't think, uh, based on past history, when these kinds of things happen with Rayshon, they typically don't turn out very well. When he was—I mean, he was benched in Dallas. Uh, I think it was in the playoffs, and that was just yeah. all right. It's it's done we're washing our hands of this and it was yeah yeah and i i I, it was a kind of a weird signing in the first place uh but they needed a point guard he was the the best free agent left i thought it made you know it made some sense and if it you know high upside because if he could there's always the the potential of him returning to what he was in peak boston and That was a great version of Rajon Rondo that played good defense and could chip in 15 points a night and distribute the basketball. And uh, he's um, just—if you're benching him, I don't think that's exactly going to light a fire because anything and everything has been done in hopes of lighting a fire for Rajon Rondo, and nothing's worked. So, I hope I hope they could throw him into some second units and have some success. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, let's move on to something a, a little more upbeat, PJ. Let's, uh, what's your, let's go to our in, in and outs of the week. I had a really tough time with this one. So a lot of things that I'd like to go in on, I'll save some for for uh, future in and outs. But what, what are yours
1: for this week? Uh, so I'll start with my in. Uh, so my in is, and it's a, a wonderful little video that came out. And anyone that's not familiar with the, the Ball brothers, you need to be. Uh, but the youngest, so Lonzo Ball is currently at UCLA, a uh, five-star recruit. He's going to come out for the draft next year. But there's his two younger brothers. Uh, all of them are committed to UCLA, all probably going to be one-and-dones there and then going to the league. But youngest brother, uh, Lomelo. And you should look at this video. We can uh, <laughs> retweet it out uh, so everyone can see. But And it's, it's been going around for the last few days. But LaMelo basically pulls up from half court after pointing at the half court line and just middle of a game shoots this half court shot. Cashes it in. Uh, so I've been teetering on, but I'm just like, after I saw that, I'm just all in on the Ball Brothers. Uh love everything about him, but Lamelo might become my favorite ball brother of them all, because dude, uh... <laughs> dude is something. I mean, dude in high school, I mean, there's, like, a bunch of other highlights from the game, and it's... You know, it's, it's funny, it's cool to look at, but it's also, like, I hope that dude realizes that This is like the only place he's gonna be able to do stuff like that. Because once he plays in college, like that's not (laughs) happening. Like
0: it was, it was an ignorant shot, and it went in, and it was awesome, and it's it's uh, perfect for basketball fans like us to see, and can't get me really excited to watch that dude in college. But damn, that's uh, that's pretty ridiculous. I part I hope that he does it in college, just so I can see. What There's happens? one if he makes it and two what the coach's reaction would be but damn that was it was pretty crazy i've never seen anything quite like that
1: yeah it's, outs- was, outside
0: of like outdoor pickup basketball i've yeah. never seen anything
1: like that no i mean it's 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 freaking crazy but uh and uh i i think my, i was i was out on a few things but i think the one and i like was looking back on my my outs and i just have to put this dude on blast and just put him in his mouth but george fucking carl i'm so out on this dude and all his (laughs) crap like him coming out and just like first off him writing a book who the hell has sat around like oh you know who really needs a book i'd love to read george carl no the dude first off hates his superstar cannot deal with a superstar like has never worked well with a superstar anywhere he's played um, he wants just a bunch of dudes that will follow him, and he's, like, the, he's the guy. So, like, I am was going to be just be the out on, like, people. We've talked, I think we talked about this in the our last episode we did before our little break. Uh, like, people just need to leave Carmelo Anthony the, the hell alone. But George Carl just needs to shut up and, like, go away. He then came out and was being critical of, of Terry slots and, uh, Damian Lillard and saying, like, Terry slots was, like, finding it difficult to uh, work with Damian Lillard and thought he was, like, a deterrent and a cause, and then Terry Slott, good for him, was, it like, came out and was just, like, this dude doesn't know Damian, he doesn't know our relationship, like, how we work together, uh, he doesn't know anything, like, that's not true, and, uh, yeah, I think George Harl needs to just run his mouth like go sell your book but shut the hell up and like stop trying to like be relevant in a league that you're like you've been pushed out of because you're kind of an ass
0: <laughs> tell me how you really feel man yeah it's, it's just, pretty it's pretty whack I, uh, I agree i i know i've uh <laughs> it's you said a lot of a lot of pretty not so good things he got called out for making some somewhat racist comments in the book i'm not a huge george carl fan like he's never going to coach again at this point he's reduced to being an author and that's it because he alienated himself 100 in so many nba circles of that book i do kind of want to read it though i'm kind of interested to see Uh, like what all he says but i'll tell you what i'm not buying it i would never buy it
1: no here's what you'll be able to do ultra is I guarantee you that when it comes out, yeah, you can go on to, like, Deadspin or some place will have, like, the full, like, all the excerpts you need because, like, damn. He is, uh, he's so effing ignorant. Like, I cannot believe the stuff he's saying. It's just like, why is this continuing? Oh, I hear you,
0: dude. So, my in and outs of the week... My in, I started a new book, and I found out about this book because Lynn Manuel Miranda, who I was like, anything this dude does is gonna be dope, pretty signed fire. on to signed on to ex- uh, be the executive producer on a series that they're doing about this uh, mm. book series, and it's called the King Killer Chronicles. And I was like, that's a really cool name. This must be sweet. And uh, the first book is called The Name of the Wind. I would. Highly recommend it to anyone out there. I'm almost done with it. Uh, the series is three books long. It's about this really dope dude named Quothay, I believe. I might be butchering that pronunciation. It's spelled K-V-O-T-H-E. Uh, but it's uh, they're making it into like a TV series and movies and stuff. And if you want to get ahead of the curve, read the books because they're super good.
1: Killer is the series. The King Killer Chronicles, I think is what it's called. Hmm. Do you think Boogie would be interested in reading that? I think Boogie would be interested,
0: actually. I think, do you yeah. know what? Something tells me that Boogie's read these already.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could be
0: wrong. But, cool. Uh, the third <laughs> book is not out yet, but I have a feeling that uh, Patrick Rothfuss may have let Boogie read the final book ahead the, of this year's season. First, the
1: final edits? Yes. I think Maybe that he's the notes. His gives first editor. Notes, right? yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So wait, what? And, what? Uh,
1: what uh, that's it. What uh uh damn, it, what am I trying to say? What network is Jesus. What network is it gonna be on? What is it gonna be on? Yeah. I think they're know? just starting it. I don't
0: know. I do not know what what show it's gonna be on. Or what uh network. network, yeah. But uh if I find out, I'll let you know. Um share with the listeners. I will. And what I'm out on is like I said, we're recording this on the uh on the second of January here. And yesterday was just such a weird day because I'm used to you party New Year's Eve, you get up New Year's Day, you eat food, you watch football all day. It's awesome. But instead, the week 17 NFL slate was yesterday, which other than one or two games had absolutely no value whatsoever. And I got zero college football. It was such a bummer and just The day, the whole day felt weird because of it. I was not a fan.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it either. It was uh, not your typical. Yeah, I'm not a bit. I was not very psyched about the holidays falling on the weekend. Yeah, I don't I when they're towards the
0: end of the week or the beginning of the week, it's awesome because then you get a long weekend because of it. And we got a little bit of time off, but. It's a lot and it just throws everything off for them to be on weekends.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know it's going to happen, but geez, I like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, can we can we I, yeah, change the calendar you.
0: year a little bit and add on a few days so that or, you know what, for 2016, let's subtract a few days so that we I can have our yeah,
1: holidays. I don't like that. Yeah, today is like the essentially the New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve stuff. It's, it is a little weird, but hey, I'm psyched not to be working today and doing this instead. I
0: agree. I could, uh, I could not agree with that anymore. But, um, there's something else I want to talk to you about before we go here, PJ, is, uh, they announced a second, uh, sequel to one of our favorite movies.
1: To, they announced, I think it's been announced. I think, uh, <laughs> Jared, that was a terrible segue. Oh, uh yeah, they announced it. Uh yeah, Ultra, Good plug. February wow. 10th. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's uh I'm
0: very And I have not really had an answer. But now yeah, I'm thinking on back. <laughs> so this week's uh John Wick
1: He <laughs> goes to none other than the point forward. Uh since we're back, we get this week's John Wick, uh, who's back of the week? It's us. Uh, like we said at the beginning, thank you everyone that's back on. Even, even don't let Ultra's terrible segue plug uh, get a uh, get you away from uh, from listening. We appreciate all those that have listened and reached out. Um, and yeah, what Ultra said. Uh, you know, some free advertising for my favorite movie series of all time. Uh, John Wick, February 10th, 2017. John Wick, Chapter 2. Uh, get that man a gun.
0: Hey, in my
1: defense here, Peach, I was
0: going to talk about the sequel and then go into our John Wick segment of the oh, week. You yeah. just jumped the gun a little bit on this. I, hey, I'll take responsibility. Man. I'll take man. responsibility.
1: Why would you plug, you'd plug it after you do the segment? It's brought to you by John Wick 2, Chapter 2. The John Wick Who's Back of the Week. Okay, well, you know what, next, little... uh, next time I'll, you can... I'll, I'll handle so, the John okay. Wick segment. I'll handle this from here on out. You I, uh... had your one shot. You had your one shot. Hey, it's the, you it's the first it. of New
0: Year, man. I'm, I'm still... You've shacked did. I'm still getting acclimated to 2017, so my apologies. But uh, let's, let's close up shop here, Peach. So a couple good NBA games this week. Thunder versus Bucks tonight.
1: You have too many Bulls games on there. Avoid the Bulls, guys. I'll, I'll watch them. I'll tell you how bad they are. Bulls, Cavs,
0: Wednesday. <laughs> Blazers, Warriors, Wednesday. Thunder versus Rockets, Thursday, which is always fun. Yes. Grizzlies versus Warriors, Fridays. And then I'm going to the Jazz versus T-Wolves games this coming Saturday. So
1: it should be fun. Ooh, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Our, uh, our little over-under on the Jazz bet. Our Jazz hate. They're really showing us that we're stupid and don't know anything about basketball.
0: Well, and the Wizards are starting yeah. to make a little bit of a comeback. So I'm hoping that they can keep that going, knock on wood. But, uh, yeah. So before we, before we head out here, just anyone that wants to check out our websites, www.thepointforwardnba.com, check out our Twitter handle at the point forward or PJ or my Twitter handles at foolishkilla at ultra Jacobs. Check us out on Facebook and please go on Stitcher or iTunes and leave us a review. If you like what we're doing. Um, But yeah, thank you. We're really happy to be back. Been missed doing the pod. I'm glad we got this going again. PJ, I hope you have a good week, man. Guy, guy, got any any
1: plugs? Anything else? I got nothing. Uh, We're just gonna do a lot of praying that the Bulls can figure some things out. Maybe not we, but you'll be doing a lot of praying. Yeah, just me, I guess. I just thought, you know, I thought we were fam. I thought you, your wants were mine, and vice versa. But
0: yeah, Yeah, man, I do. I'm sorry. Jeez, you're you're really good. not happy with me right now. Oh. God, I'm so sorry. This is going so well. We we're in such high spirits for a long time. I'm we'll we'll still... try to we'll all lift your spirits up uh, next podcast, which
1: hopefully we'll do this week sometime. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Let's talk to you next week.